coming soon to own on video and DVD. right it's disflix and tidbits the disney podcast about disney movies from the past present and coming soon and all the little extras in between i'm your one and only host cassie the podcast host that keeps it simple and clean and today is may 1st 2019 episode 20 kingdom hearts 3 is terrible hey disflix fans it is the weekend after watching avengers endgame and the battle of winterfell and i am absolutely wrecked (laughs) I did do a review for Endgame that I published yesterday that I expressed my thoughts, likes, and dislikes, and my overall ranking of if it was worthy or not to watch in theaters. I have it under the name Disflix Tickets, which is like my little review show. I was kind of a little bit scatterbrained on that review because there was so much to process from this movie that I really kind of need to watch it again sometime this week. So if you're unfamiliar with Disflix Tickets, I usually do a small spoiler-free review of the movie, mostly if I recommend seeing it in theaters or not, and just a vague understanding of the movie. Then I go right into a discussion on spoilery plot points in the second half, so check it out if you want to know what I thought about it. And also I asked on Twitter what other people's favorite scenes were, and I put that towards the end to give them a little shout out because I was really curious of what other people liked about that movie. On today's episode, it is kind of a continuation of a previous episode that I have done on Kingdom Hearts 3. It was episode 11, so look back on my archive. I brought on my friends Anthony and Jordan and we basically talked about our excitement of Kingdom Hearts 3 coming out and discussed how we got into the game and what we liked about the game now. So we all now kind of finished the game in some kind of capacity so I invited the guys back to review the game again and you would be surprised at what we all thought so stay tuned for that. Also, I have been highlighting other Disney podcasts in the past couple of episodes, and I really really enjoy this part, so I'm going to continue it on. This week, I am recommending the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast. The Monday Morning Monorail Podcast, not only is it a tongue twister, is a family podcast starring Justin, Sam, Landon, and the Chicken Nuggets. They talk mostly about Walt Disney World park news, trips, and discussions with family input, and it sounds like very soon they are headed towards the Walt Disney World area. Here is the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast. This is Justin Monorail. And Samantha Monorail. Every Monday morning, along with our kids. Not always. But sometimes. We take you back to the happiest place on earth with news. Upcoming events. Sometimes rumors. And tasty treats. <laughs> of course, tasty treats. We even occasionally help you plan your next trip to the Walt Disney World Resort. Every episode, now including a Disney deep dive with the Dawes with Landon, the Dawes Dome. So listen and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you listen to podcasts. And enjoy the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast. Howdy, y'all. This is Jesse, and I love the Monday Morning Monorail podcast. <laughs> Yeehaw! <laughs> so be sure to check them out, subscribe, and become part of the Monorail family. 
And the last piece of podcast news, I wanted to highlight a wonderful comment that I received from a fan of Disflix and Tidbit. It really touched my heart, so I wanted to share it with all of you. Hola, Cassandra. I hope you're feeling better. My name is Lauren, and I want to let you know how much I love your podcast, Disflix and Tidbits. I discovered it a month or so ago and can't stop listening. I love your reviews of the movies. Your descriptions are amazing and very vivid. Descriptions mean a lot to me because I happen to be blind. I had sight as a little girl, but then gradually due to multiple surgeries and eye condition, it was taken from me. I've been a lover of Disney ever since I was five. The first Disney movie I truly connected with with was The Little Mermaid. Then came Aladdin. Ariel was the mother figure I always wanted. Her music comforted me during the nights in the hospital surgery after surgery. While Jasmine taught me to question the world around me and not be afraid to venture out on my own to make it better, I also love Esmeralda because we both see people with our hearts. Since 2016, Elena Flores and her hermana, Isa, have found permanent places in my heart. Elena is the princessa I prayed for growing up. She reflected my culture and loved her familia as fiercely as I loved mine. Her music is powerful, and she herself is helping me on a journey of medical trauma recovery. Disney has always helped me navigate a sided world that I often felt left out of. Let's just say, even though I'm a young adult, I can relate to Lilo a lot as well. My best friend and I run our, our own Disney podcast on YouTube. We're working on getting it up on iTunes. It's called Spirit of Avalor. We review episodes of Elena and interview showrunners. We hope you will check it out. Thank you so much, Lauren, for your wonderful message. It means so much to me that you really, really like Disflix and Tidbits and you enjoy my movie reviews and everything. And thank you so much for sharing your story. I actually got in contact with Lauren just recently. Uh, she was talking to me about Elena, and I just thanked her so much for her her wonderful comment. It, it kind of just brightened my day, so thank you so much, Lauren. And also, be sure to check out her podcast that she's working on. It is on YouTube only at the moment. It is called Spirit of Avalor, and like she said, she does a uh, uh, review of each episode of Elena, and she has so much heart and so much spirit into every episode as her friend and her talk about it. Uh, you should really check it out. It's, it's really good, and thank you so much, Lauren. Now let's jump right into the news. In box office news for the weekend of April 26th through the 28th, we have four Disney movies ranking in the top 10 for grossing tickets. Disney Nature's Penguins rose to 10th over the weekend, making over $1.1 in its second week. Demo is still holding in at 6th, making almost $3.5 million, still dropping though uh, about 58% from last week, but it's still pretty good for its fifth week in theaters. And then we have Captain Marvel, who rose up to second, making $8.3 million, which is kind of surprising, but not at the same time, since many fans were probably trying to catch up in the Marvel Universe to watch Avengers Endgame. Speaking of Endgame, just as I predicted last week, to no surprise to anyone, Avengers Endgame tops the box office in its opening weekend at over $357 million in the States alone. I believe it hit over $1.2 billion worldwide. It may have uh, rose a little bit more <laughs> while I've been recording. 
This movie has broken all sorts of records, starting with the most viewed trailer. The first teaser trailer that we witnessed accumulated over 289 million views in just 24 hours, which broke the previous movie, Avengers Infinity War, which which got 230 million views in its first 24 hours. Endgame also broke, broke records in the most tickets sold for pre-sale. Remember that debacle of Fandango and AMC websites and apps shutting down on ticket pre-sale day for almost eight hours? Yeah, even though that happened in the first six hours that, that the tickets were on sale, despite that, it sailed past records of Star Wars The Force Awakens, Star Wars The Last Jedi, Rogue One, and Avengers, Avengers Infinity War, selling in over $120 million in pre-sale tickets alone. It broke the record of highest grossing Thursday night showing compared to The Force Awakens, which made $57 million open night in 2015. Endgame made over $60 million. This is domestic box office only, by the way, not globally. Here are the other records it broke in rapid fire. <laughs> Fastest movie to 100 million, 200 million, and 300 million. Highest grossing opening night and opening day. Highest grossing domestic opening weekend. Highest grossing worldwide opening weekend. And fastest movie to 1 billion and MCU runtime. <laughs> Beating Avengers Infinity War with that three hours and two minutes, but not counting the credits. So, oh wow, there should be a record of talking about all the endgame accolades, but anyway. In Disney Animation Studio news, in a past episode, I mentioned that a Goofy movie was going to be available for Blu-ray as part of a two-disc package with the sequel, which would only be available for Disney Movie Club members. I didn't have a date then, but asking around, I have confirmed that the Blu-rays are indeed up for grabs on the movie club currently. So if you always wanted this movie back into your collection, don't waste any time and try to get that. Try to join uh, Disney Movie Club. In Disney Live Action News on April 25th, Ent Entertainment Weekly did a piece on their their visit to the Lion King set, which is kind of an odd sentence to say because of the fact that the Lion King isn't a live action and mostly computer animated. Yeah, I know, listener, that is probably the most used complaint about this film. So here at Disflix, I refer to this movie as a remake, but it still goes in the live action news section. So E! Weekly visited the Disney Studios to hype up this anticipated film that is set to come out in July. You know, the theaters will be full of adults that grew up with it, along with children of this generation being introduced to it. So they went behind the scenes to show us never-before-seen visuals that just look jaw-dropping of what technology can do nowadays to make these animals come to life. They also talked to director John Favreau and confirmed all five musical numbers from the original animated movie will also be in this version of the film, including Be Prepared that was rumored not to make it into the final cut. This is a great article to either read online with the, with the link I will provide in the show notes, or you can purchase the magazine, which has a beautiful cover of either Simba or Mufasa. I can't really differentiate which line is which yet, so... <laughs> With Endgame already out in theaters, Disney's next marketing movie is to push the hell out of Disney's next full-length feature, which will be Aladdin. 
Over the weekend, probably ignored by Avengers and Game of Thrones talk, the stars of Aladdin, Will Smith and Mina Masood, went to social media to announce Aladdin tickets were now available for pre-sale. Also, another trailer premiered showing more of a dynamic between Aladdin and the genie. And we will eventually see more and more trailers exposing more and more scenes, which looks like they are kind of changing from the original story. One trailer had Jasmine surprise Aladdin snuck into the castle, and another trailer had Jafar talking to Aladdin straight up and not in disguise. So I'm excited for the potential change in storyline. I don't know, what do you think? Do you think that you will not like it if they change from the animated movie? Uh, I would like to hear your thoughts because a lot of people don't really like this because they think that it's not needed. A lot of people are upset because Will Smith is the genie even though Robin Williams has passed. And then other people are upset because it just shouldn't be touched. So what do you think? Like, do you think that you would like it a little bit more if the story was changed a little bit? Like, it still had the same... Aladdin gets the lamp, wishes for three wishes, becomes a prince, and then gets the girl in the, the finale. But what if something's changed in the middle of it? Were you, would you be okay with it? In Star Wars news, with Star Wars Celebration, we thought we got all we could from the convention in terms of Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. But wait, there's more. In the past, there have been rumors of Matt Smith, aka the 11th Doctor from Doctor Who, being in Episode 9. There was also hints of Carrie Russell, too, but Celebration has come and gone, and there was no confirmation of these actors. They didn't even show up. So that is until someone noticed on Disney's United Kingdom website under the cast list, it was confirmed Matt Smith, Carrie Russell, and Dominic Monaghan are all part of the Star Wars universe now, credited in Episode Nine. So one can only hope what their roles will be, but it must be a surprise if they're gonna be hush-hush about it. So are they trying to keep this under wraps or not? Especially since Matt Smith has uh, gone on record in the past uh, for denying that he was a part of Star Wars altogether. So it, it's kind of confusing because now you wonder, was he lying to us to try to save that secret or is it just a big goof altogether? Or could it be just a different Matt Smith? So yeah, who knows? <laughs> In Pixar news, have you ever wanted a stunning print from one of your favorite Pixar movies? Well, that dream may be a reality. Artist Mark Shilcott has made prints of many of your favorite Pixar characters and backgrounds, and they could be yours for £35 or $45. Chilcott has teamed up with Island Prints to make this available to consumers to purchase. I will leave a link to these stunning pieces of artwork to see for yourself if you would like one. Uh, a note, Island Prints is lo located in the UK, so if you're in the States, there will be international shipping prices added on. In DCOM news on April 27th, the D23 site finally announced a date for the upcoming DCOM Descendants 3, which will probably be the final chapter in this movie series. This article appeared right after an event called the Disney Channel Fan Fest that took place in Anaheim's Disney California Adventure Park. This was like a small event which showcased a lot of the Disney Channel stars and this is where they announced that Descendants 3 will be premiering in August and no actual date. Just just August. I kind of have a vague recollection that, that 
They did this with Descendants 2, not revealing the actual day until a month before. I'm not sure, but they definitely did this with uh, Kim Possible. They gave a date and then never talked about it again, so we kind of had to remember from memory. But I remember them giving the date like a month before or something like that. So anyway, they also released another teaser trailer which reveals Hades' plan, who is played by Cheyenne Jackson, who seems to be the big bad of the movie rather than Uma, who was the big bad in the previous movie. So that's it for news for the past week. As always, I do leave a link to everything that I discussed in news in the show notes for you to check out later. If you think I forgot something important, want me to talk more about a news article, or want to add your own comment on a news article, let me know by emailing me at disflixandtidbits at gmail.com. And we will be right back with the top. Hey, Disney nerds. I'm Megan. I'm Haley. And we're the Disney Dames. We are watching every Disney movie in order and discussing it and discussing everything Disney. So check out the Disney Dames on iTunes or on Google Play Music. Hey everyone, I am back with Anthony and Jordan, which could only mean one thing. We are talking Kingdom Hearts again, which means we all finished it, sort of. (laughs) So it's been about eight episodes back and two months ago since we were talking, talking with each other about Kingdom Hearts 3. And while then we were praising everything about it, we've come back rather, well, what would you guys say? Disappointed? Understatement. (laughs) I mean, that's just one of the many words I could probably use to describe how I felt about this game. (laughs) Angry upset sad i'm pretty sure i flipped a table oh okay so to reintroduce (laughs) everyone reintroduce everyone i have jordan gasly here hi who has the youtube channel jordan gasly and is also jordan gasly on twitter and now a has a new podcast since the last episode with the magic gasly power hour yeah uh our buddy jeremy from the distwits network and i we decided to make our own podcast and just talk about things which is kind of what every podcast does but we're <laughs> but we're doing it we're doing it <laughs> and they're now on episode 4 just going on further and it's really great you should guys you guys should check them out they are on the dis twit network or you can just find them by looking up jordan get or not jordan gasly <laughs> it's a <the> magic <laughs> gasly power hour um and then we also have anthony who Hello. is the, who is thinking franklin on twitter and twitch and who's currently in the process of making his first podcast you've done two episodes now um they will never see the light of day because they are super rough, but it's a learning experience. Yeah. So we're, we're trying to get that going. Those those seem to be the most fun, though. Like, whenever you go back and you listen to, like, some of the earlier ones, you'll be like, man, it was rough. Yeah. But it was fun. Um, yeah. I don't know. It'll maybe, like, if it takes off, we'll release them as, like, a special. They're, they're real bad. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna do we're gonna do 40 minutes and then two hours later it's like wow we have this much stuff to go through it's awful but yeah thank you for the introduction yeah so welcome back you two to Disflix. i of course am cassie and if you did not know that you must have been zoning out for the first 20 minutes of this episode so as before a little disclaimer before we get into any type of talk there will be spoilers to kingdom hearts 3 and possibly any of the games before it, 
We are going to talk about what happens in the game, the plot points, the ending, and possibly the secret ending, so you have been warned. So before even the last episode that you guys were on, I was planning on re-listening to the episode, uh, which was episode 11, and jotting down what our likes and dislikes were, and just compare it to what we thought now. But after getting a consensus from you two... I just kind of scrapped that all together. And so we're just going to discuss <laughs> what we thought went wrong and just basically what we thought and discuss the story. <laughs> so we, we all didn't like it. Like yes. that's, <laughs> and I'm, I'm not completely sure, but I feel like the last time Anthony and I sent a tweet to one another about this game was maybe three weeks ago. And I'm pretty sure he's still watching one of the cutscenes that happens in the middle of a boss fight. <laughs> yeah, actually, I have it on pause here. Uh, still haven't pressed play. I decided to do dishes instead, you know? <laughs> you know Garbage. what? Uh, you were much more productive with the dishes. <laughs> <laughs> so. uh, yeah, I don't doubt that. Jesus. Okay, so I think from what I remember from the last time was I was behind... I was way behind. Um, I was just finished Tangled, and you guys just finished Frozen, or were about to finish Frozen, right? No, I think I was... I think you were a little bit ahead of me, because I think I just just got to Tangled. Oh, okay. Yeah, and there's, there's like the two worlds that you can do. I think Cassie overall was behind. I think you, Jordan, and I were, were uh, farther on overall. Was I? Um, I don't remember... I don't know. It's really hard because I was so far ahead and mm-hmm. I was trying really hard not to spoil everything. And it's hilarious because um, I'm sure we'll get into it later, but you both have finished the game and I still have yet to do that. <laughs> well, well, I... Before we go any further, we yeah. took that bullet for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so... Oh, God. Thank you. If, if you're still with us that listened to episode three and have not touched this game or episode 11 and have not touched this game, this is a warning to probably not buy the game. <laughs> What's the Netflix thing? Game, the Was renting game service? Gamefly. Gamefly. Yeah. yeah. You're so smart. Thank you. Yeah, rent it on Gamefly <laughs> or just watch it on YouTube because I didn't finish the game either. I got to the part where... I knew it, the boss battle was coming up, but it was just like, start, stop, start, stop. And I know what you're talking about. I know you know what I'm talking about, Anthony. Okay. <laughs> and so I decided to watch the rest of the game on YouTube, and it kind of felt the same as playing oh, it. Wait, so I was the only one that actually legitimately played through it? Yes. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Oh congratulations. God. Let's give you let's give you the nerd badge for this episode. Uh I'm oh, so man. sorry that you had to do that. <laughs> I, I couldn't I couldn't do it. So if for uh before we go like any further for the listener, there there's a part in the last whole like chapter of the game where you have to run like you're it's a series of boss fight after boss fight after boss fight. And sometimes and you're fighting two bosses at a time. Now, before the boss fight, there's a cutscene. You start to fight. During the fight, there's a cutscene. And it ruins the entire flow of the battle. Like, you're, you're in the action, and it just stops, and it ruins it. Then you're back at it, and then you kill one of the bosses, and then there's a cutscene. And then it throws you back into the battle again to kill the other boss. And then there's another cutscene after that. 
and then you, maybe you get control of your character again. No. This happens not once, <laughs> not twice, not three times, <laughs> but at least four or five times. Uh, it's awful. Um, mm. It's like, hey, you're playing the game. Press forward on the left analog stick. Pause. Cutscene. Cutscene's gonna happen. Big battle. Pause. Push forward on the left analog stick. Pause. Cutscene. Pause. <laughs> what? What? What am I even doing? Just, it's crazy, man. It's yeah. so bad. And let me tell you, watching the YouTube video just probably felt more adequate. <laughs> yeah, it had to be more satisfying because you're not. It was. Like, it's not I was like, watching oh, someone else play. Yeah. So. Let's not push two buttons and then do it. Let's just watch a six-hour movie. Let's just go. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so sad about this, you guys. FYI, if you look up the game on YouTube, to watch the whole game of someone else playing it, it is 16 hours. <sighs> That's it? That breaks yeah. my heart. Cutscenes alone, 10 hours. Mm, that's interesting. I, well, I feel like I put in like 24 hours. Which is still, like, I feel like I put in 40 plus on the first Kingdom Hearts. And one was so good, two was so good, three is just kind of garbage, yeah. honestly. Jordan, you put it the best when we were struggling with this. And you actually defeated the game. You mm -hmm. went to Twitter, and what did you say? You you said it perfectly. Oh, no, I can't remember my tweet. Oh, no. <laughs> I can't remember. Oh, no. Wait, you didn't write this down? Come no, on, I didn't. Oh, it's no. on the internet, though. Yeah, it's there for it, it was something about, like, having a friend from 2005. Oh, yes, yes, okay. <laughs> it's, it's, so we, whenever we started the game, we were all pretty much, like, yeah, this feels like Kingdom Hearts. This is fun. There's a lack of Final Fantasy characters, but this is still pretty cool. And so my tweet was, playing Kingdom Hearts 3 is like hanging out with a friend from 2005, but three hours in to hanging out, you still realize that he's stuck in 2005. <laughs> yeah. And... So but it's like, and that just means to say, like, the game I don't think grew with its audience. And, you know, whenever the first game came out, it was 02. So I was not yet 21. So I was 20. And then when did part two come out? 2005? Uh, I think so. Because I remember yeah. I was still at home. 13, 13 years. Okay. So let's, I, let's say I was tw almost 21 and then around 25. So I feel like I was the proper age to play those games when, when they came out. However, I feel like now that I'm 36 and I'm playing this game, the game didn't age with its initial audience, and the game is only still playing to that like 18 to 24 age group. Yeah. And, I, and I feel... I don't want to say like I feel attacked, but I feel kind of bummed out because not... You know, and I'm not trying to diss anybody who enjoys the game or enjoys the game series or who is younger than the you know our age group who have come to love the games as well but it's it feels like the game like it it just didn't care about us and like it didn't it didn't grow with us and because the game didn't grow none of the characters in the game grew 
And I just like we we waited 13 years to have this game. And then it was just almost like, well, here's a game. Yeah. It, uh, exactly. Because it, it's just like to put a Disney analogy on it. It's like Toy Story. I was the same age as Andy as Toy Story 1. So I grew up with Andy. I was the same age as as Andy when he went off to college in, in Toy Story 3. So Toy Story 4 kind of feels like a big punch in my face because I grew up with those characters and it's just like, wait a second, what are you doing? You're you're going back to step 1 but without Andy which made the story. It, it's it's kind of like that. I don't know. No, 100%. Um, and to go back to the first episode, like, I only got into Kingdom Hearts because... Sorry, that was my dog shaking in the background. Um, I only got into these games because of Final Fantasy. Like, that was my introduction to this. That was what, That's what drew me to these games. And then have this game be like, oh, we're not going to have any of that. It just really sucked for me personally to not have any kind of Final Fantasy thing in it. And... Uh, the gameplay, uh, which is the best part of the whole game, honestly. Like, the gameplay was great. I loved the way it played. I just hate the way it played out, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. No, I'm totally with you. I don't know if I noticed this from Kingdom Hearts 1 and Kingdom Hearts 2, but didn't it play more to, like, an anim- like a dubbed anime more than the other two games? Mm-hmm. I can see that. Yeah. <clears throat> It was definitely more of a movie than a game. It's yeah. it's a movie that you get to push buttons at and not a game, which is kind of disappointing. Yeah. So, it, oh, go ahead, Cassie. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, in addition to what I said, it just like it felt like an anime. The dubbing threw off the pacing of the movie that we were watching. Like, it was so badly paced like a bad dubbing that are you, so it, are you you're talking about like the silence silence and then oh yeah oh mm-hmm. oh yes <laughs> action and then no dialogue and then oh it's like what what is this zelda all of a sudden what what are we doing come on yeah i and you know here's the deal i know that my main characters are sora donald and goofy I don't need everybody to say Sora, Donald, and Goofy every five seconds of this game. Yeah. I'm well aware yeah. of who the characters are. That's why I'm playing. Yeah. <laughs> what I did need a refresher was, like, the Organization 13, because I forgot all their names. So at least they said their names several times so I could understand what was going on. But yet I still don't understand what happened in this movie. Right. And then you have to figure out if they're a nobody or a heartless yeah. Or they're from the past or not. <laughs> right. Oh, oh, my God. Okay. So, all right. I've, we, we probably got ahead of ourselves on this, but like, let yeah, me. Sorry. Let, no, 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 no. You're, you're fine. This is your podcast. You have the keys <laughs> to the car, Cassie. Yeah, um, I know, but I, I jumped you ahead. You want to pump the brakes? We'll pump the brakes. I thought so, that was the mm-hmm. most ridiculous thing that there was time travel in this because of yeah, bodies yeah. and hearts. No, but anyway, I'm go back. You. So. As the game opens, Sora isn't as all-powerful as he was and I guess, the previous game, which would have been the Dream Drop Distance, or whatever the 3DS game was that was just remade uh, for the PS4 as an HD title. Um, 
So he gets. W- w- didn't any of you guys play that game? Because I didn't. Uh, which one no. again? Uh, excuse me. I think it's the one for the DS, the Dream Drop Distance. The only one I played was Chain of Memories. Okay. That's the only one. That was the game card ones. That was Game oh, Boy Advance. Okay. Oh, so <laughs> early 2000s. Well, we've all played three. So when the game opens, yeah. Sora is in front of Yen Sid, and Yen Sid's like, hey, you don't have the power of waking. And Sora's like, yeah, I know. I don't have it anymore. I had it for like a minute, and then it just kind of went somewhere. It's like, all right, well, you have to find it again. Okay, cool. How do I do that? Well, you just kind of have to find it. (laughs) (laughs) What does that mean? Yeah, exactly. So (laughs) they get in the gummy ship, and they go to all of these different worlds just so Sora can find the power of waking. Now, this is what really makes me mad. Going to all of these worlds has literally nothing to do with finding the power of waking because nothing you do in all of these worlds is significant to Sora's character in his buildup to defeating Xehanort when you that final chapter comes. So he literally goes to all of these worlds for nothing. I know. It was like... They wanted to put Disney in there because it was a Disney Final Fantasy crossover game, and then it just turned into its own beast, and now Disney was, like, what was the point of us going to the worlds if it had nothing to do with anything? And, like, they just... At least in the previous games, you sealed them off from the Heartless. Maybe you learned something here and there. And then, then, like, that's not even to mention this whole, like, B storyline between uh, Maleficent and Pete, where they were trying to find this Pandora's box or whatever it was that they were sh- uh, searching for. But so like they, they pop in every once in a while, but you think it's going to lead somewhere. You think this whole power of waking thing is going to lead somewhere. You know, there's nothing to do or you, there's nothing to do with the power of waking or even sealing off the worlds from the heartless or the nobodies or the uh, what's the other the third one. Uh, the third group of uh, oh, it's the, the main were... bad guys from two, right? Uh, there, there was the it was the heartless, the nobodies, and then the the unversed. Unversed, yeah. I'm like, what is the unversed? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I know I didn't play every single game in this series, but I they should at least offer a little bit of an explanation. And that, like, that I feel like once the unversed was introduced, I'm like, all right, like, I'm just, I'm here to just finish this game out of spite because I've been waiting for 13 years for it to come out, and I'm not going to not finish this game. <laughs> well, you're you're a bigger man than I because I yeah. uh, I didn't finish the game. Uh, and to go back to like all the unanswered questions, uh, going back to like even the Toy Story world, they're like oh, all of our friends are trapped in a parallel world and all this stuff, and you're like, oh, okay, we're going to go back there, and you never do. So what What? What happened to Ham and all those people? Like, the there's so many unanswered questions in this game, and it just seemed like they bit off more than they could, they could chew. They they wanted to do Inception but way they made, too hard. <laughs> but they made the third Batman movie instead. <laughs> Like, what was the Christian Nolan one? The The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight Rises. So they wanted to do Inception and they did Dark Knight Rises instead. It just it there's there's so many things that just like they build up and then don't even revisit and it's just kind of like 
why did we do that to begin with? Just because you wanted to give us a 15-hour campaign with a 36,000-hour cutscene? <laughs> Come on. Yeah. <sighs> I'm so still how... mad that none of the worlds meant anything. I didn't learn anything exactly. new. Yeah. I didn't... You were... Those le- literally just to level grind. Like that yep. was the only yep. thing that those that those level. And then when you get to the final chapter, you're just like, oh, well, you don't need the power of waking Sora. You are strong as you are because you have <laughs> friends and love. Wait, because what? you're Sora. <laughs> just, you are hold on. awesome. <laughs> if I was Sora, I just would have said, hold up, hold, hold, hold the heck up. You mean I went through all of that? <laughs> For nothing. <laughs> you wasted 12 outer hours of my time to go through the remakes of the freaking movies to do nothing. Real. It was like, like 30,000 hours. It's just gross. It's grotesque. So they added all these new elements to how you can upgrade each character, and it just doesn't mean anything in the end? None of it matters. So how far did you get, Anthony? And do you mind if we spoil the ending for you? Oh, please do, because I'll never have to play it. Um, <laughs> I got to the point to where you, uh, where Sora pops up and he's, he's see-through and he's a mirror and you got to get all the pieces to bring him back together to be one. So you run oh. around for like two hours trying to collect a thousand pieces of Sora. Oh, like, okay. come I on. Wish... Are you kidding me? This is stupid. I, I know this is a family podcast because I made it that way, but I wish I kind of was high during that spot because I was just like, what is going on? Right, right. Um, um, so you're actually not far, far from the end. You're probably about two hours, maybe? Never going to do it. Never gonna do no, it. No, no, I don't do blame it. you. You know what? I don't. You know, I, again, I took that bullet for you. Don't. Yep. Uh, watch on YouTube at your own risk. I mean, I can't tell you what to do with your life, but I, no, I even last like last night I pulled up the video and I was like watching it, and it made me mad just watching it. I was like, ah, shut oh, it just, down. Just I'm gonna go wait. play. Sek- <clears throat> I'm gonna go play Sekiro. Right. So, all right, so after that, so after you, you're running around, you, uh, collecting the pieces of yourself with all the tiny Sora's running around. 30,000 pieces of Sora, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, you essentially put yourself back together, and you're not, like, you're essentially, like, kind of stuck in death or limbo or something along those lines, and you get sent back to life, and you gotta go finish the game. So you meet Xehanort, and he, has, he of course, has... Five different forms oh. because apparently he's a character from Dragon Ball Z, <laughs> and uh, and then the game just ends. What? You lost me. <laughs> uh, I, I I think I lost Jordan there for a bit. Oh, uh, you were going like, oh, was I? I'm sorry. And then you said Dragon Ball Z, and I said, ha, and then you oh. go, it ends. <laughs> no, no, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said after you see all the Soras, you you essentially get you know sent back to life because you were dead. Yeah, the and then, little yeah. Goomba things. That were the... So you essentially come back to life, and then you go fight Xehanort because he has five forms because he's a a Dragon Ball Z character for some reason. Frieza. Yeah. Yes. This isn't even my final. Or form. Cell. Cell is more accurate at this. Yeah. Point. And then the game ends. 
And then there's some credits. No, there. You just skipped a whole bunch of stuff. I sat through two hours watching this. You skipped a whole bunch of stuff. Listen, I have I have blocked it out because I was just so furious as to how much I didn't like this game. Once you find out the end, you are going to be pissed off beyond belief. And I'm sure Jordan has already blocked this out because it is maddening (laughs) how it ends. I can't even bring myself to do it. I just I have better things to do with my life (laughs) at this point. So I didn't I finished the game, but I didn't get the secret ending. I got to the point where the the game ends, the credits rolled and then the after credit scene happened. And I was like, oh, okay." And then there were there was more. Wait, which one was the ending? The secret ending scene was it? Was it the? Remind me, Cassie. So the secret ending. Remember when this game trolled us in Toy Story? The uh... the 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 game that uh, Rex was playing. Yes. Like, oh, what is yeah. this commercial? Like, a very, like the, so the, the one s- true Final Fantasy thing that we got yes. from this so, freaking game, okay. which makes me so The mad. secret ending is Sora and Riku wake up in Tokyo and it's beautiful be like it's beautiful beyond belief now take these graphics that we saw in this game how beautiful it was times it by 10 he looks more real than he did in this game it's beautiful believe me but they're in Tokyo and they just wake up there and then the character from that game that Rex was playing was there, and then that's how it ends. It's like a minute long. There was also um, a nod to the world ends with you. Mm-hmm. In that, in that the final cutscene, because remember, they it was weird because they were it was Riku and Sora, and they were both in the same city, but they weren't in the same city at the same time or on the same like. What's the word I'm looking for? Like it was almost like parallel universes. Yeah, same same timeline, but not the same timeline. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure, that makes sense. Sure. God, yeah, same, I guess I didn't. Yeah. So that. convoluted, and it makes so, me sound like a, like a, a jerk. <laughs> and then wasn't there also uh, like a long? There was a longer ending with with like some Keyblade Knights, if I'm not mistaken. Oh yeah, is that this? Is that another secret ending? I, I feel like I just looked it up on YouTube, and I'm sure like everybody who's listening to this who uh, like played the game and like did this yelling at us right now, going, you know, you don't, you're saying you don't like the game and you don't even understand it. Like, yeah, I don't understand it. Have you played it? Because it's convoluted. <laughs> I will so, also say I have played the game. I don't like it, and it's bad. <laughs> this game is bad. So also, to catch Anthony up, so he they they fight Zenohort and his like five whatever people yeah. and then like oh, it's like all... six million different nobodies and somebodies yeah. and heartless and garbage people so yes. in the middle of all of that like ven aqua and tara get together and you know all the different generations of sora uh Kyrie and and riku all come together there's like four different generations of them right mm-hmm. um they all get together at some point and it does not make sense at this point. <laughs> so they, See, they 
Yeah, they're all there together, but Sora's the one fighting them. Yeah, so at the end, after they defeat Xenohort, he's basically guilted into giving up the Kingdom Heart Blade or the Kingdom Key or... Kingdom Key. What is that called? Kingdom Key. (laughs) Kingdom Key. So he, like, guilts him into saying, hey, look... Uh, you are, like, even though you want to restart the world with Kingdom Hearts, it's not your choice to do that. It's, like, nobody should rule destiny and blah, blah, blah. And so he, so, what is his name, Jordan? The bald guy that makes Xenohort and Zenmus and all his iterations of himself? Uh, I thought Xehanort Yeah, Xehanort is yeah, the original. I thought- yeah, they, I thought Xehanort was something weird. else. It was weird. So maybe it is Xehanort. It's like the old guy with just bald. He's got like the, yeah. the goatee. Yeah, they called him something else. But like, so they tell him like, no, you can't control this. And so he's like, okay, I believe you. And then gives gives the kingdom key to Sora. And after he does that, he just like kind of collapses. And then Terra stands up. He's like, wait. And then this ghost from the past, like Xenohort's old friend, like jumps through Terra and is like, no, old friend, you need to give this up. And then like hold Xenohort and they both turn into little kids and fly away. <sighs> and then, which are, the- which are the two people at the beginning of the game who are playing that weird chess. Yeah. Yeah. So we end with that <clears throat> saying, Oh, you win. Let's play another game. This whole game was a chess game from those two people. That just makes me more mad. Yeah. I'm gonna just excuse me. I'm gonna go kick my dog. At this point, <laughs> Jesus, the, the dog, dog didn't do anything. Don't... Uh, yeah, that's weird. That. So yeah, I'll ha- I'll, I'll I'll have to finish the game or at least watch the the videos or something like that's. I don't know what they're getting at here. I think I think they just built it up to this point to where it's so big. They're just like, what do we do next? How do we make it more confusing? How do we make it more convoluted? And it's just too convoluted and too con too yes. oh, confusing. So it's Arrakis and Xenohort. Okay, Arrakis. Okay. Arrakis, yeah. And Xehanort, yeah. And Xehanort's the the white blonde guy that was Xemnas and yeah, um, Ansem and all that. Yeah. Um, there's so many names. That it, I'm not smart enough for this. There so, was Terra Xehanort, there was Young Xehanort. Oh my so god, was... Terra Xehanort, that's another thing. Terra Xehanort, Xemnas. So not Ansem. only was Xenohort in Terra... Who was split apart, and then there was like a nobody Terra, but there was also Erechus, or however you say his name, inside Terra as well. And he didn't stop anything until everything was done and over with. So I'm going to stop you right there. And I'm going to say I played the game and I followed literally everything you said, and I'm still confused. Exactly. Just, what is going <laughs> What is well, this be- game? <laughs> because remember that Xenohort like took over Terra and then he had like white hair, right? And you mm-hmm. fought Sora. Well, that whole time we didn't know until the end that Arrakis was still inside Terra that whole time. And he could have stopped it at any time. 
And he didn't. He had to wait until Xenohort was like, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. My bad. And then he came out and he's like, okay, time to die together and flew away. My brain has officially been melted. <laughs> it's too much. I'm over it. I, I'm I, pretty I'm disappointed in myself that I understand this more. <laughs> I'm disappointed in myself I'm that I don't I'm glad somebody understand. does. <laughs> <laughs> because... Going back to what Jordan said, the post credit scene. I don't know when it takes place, but um, I'm sure you guys never played the Union Cross mobile game, right? No, I didn't. Uh, no. God, so no. it's actually pertinent to the whole story, and I just played it because it had Kingdom Hearts on it. But it takes place of before the Kingdom Hearts battle. Or the some battle sort. of the Keyblades, like yeah, the, the battle of the graveyard Keyblade. stuff. So... I did a lot of research, and I'm sorry that this might not confuse. <laughs> this might confuse a lot. I'm already confused. Don't apologize. I'm I'm already an idiot. So so how the mobile game starts is way before the Keyblade War, and there was five foretellers, and they're they all have masks of an, an animal, and there's like a fox, a unicorn, a snake, a bear. I forget the the fifth one, but that doesn't matter. They all have a name, and I don't remember their name. But the the reason why the Keyblade War started was not only Xenohort trying to purge the Earth and just basically doing a Noah's Ark. They decided that either they need to fight them, and they're like, no, that's if we fight them, then that's the Keyblade War, or they don't fight them, but the Keyblade War still happens. It's very confusing. <laughs> Anyway, let, I'll just go back to the post credit scene. So there's this hooded masked guy from the organization, and you don't see his face, and he has the Pandora box that Maleficent and Pete have been looking for this whole time. And so he is in the middle of the Keyblade War uh, field, and four of the foretellers come at all angles towards this figure. And this is all in Japanese, by the way. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> For the one I saw anyway, it was in Japanese. And they're like, why have you come here? And he's like, who is this? And he like lifts his hood up and it's Zigbar. But he doesn't know that it's his name. His name's Ziyu. And I guess he's from the past as well, who came to the future with a different body. I know this sounds more confusing. <laughs> It's so confusing. I'd, just, so, I'd rather just go watch Deadpool 2. So one of the foretellers is not there who actually started the Keyblade War, and she has the fox mask. And I guess the fact that he revealed himself to be Zigbar was a big thing. We don't know what's in the box. Oh, what's in the box? Maleficent and Pete are just like looking off in the distance, and it, it doesn't really tell us anything. Unless right. you actually know the true lore of everything, which nobody does. I I'm hard pressed to think that such a such a lore exists. I think they're just making it up as they go. It's it's very confusing, and it does not make any sense when you put all the pieces together. That's the problem, because there's there's past and future selves combined in the same plane, all fighting. One another, because as we know, Aqua, Terra, and Ven were the first three. 
And then there was just generation, generation, generation. And Kyrie, Sora, and Riku are the most current generation. While the the um, Organization 13 characters are just like hearts in different bodies. Which is very morbid if you think about it. You guys have way better idea of what we're talking about than I do. <laughs> so when a person becomes a heartless when they leave that that body i thought that was when they create a nobody so like when uh sora releases like he becomes roxas roxas is his nobody uh type of thing i don't know when someone goes to the dark side quote unquote they become a heartless and that also creates a nobody and then nobodies can do a thousand other things apparently and that's why they we have like Xehanort, Ansem, and uh what's the other guy's name? I forget. It's confusing, man. I I, I, I don't know. It's got an X in it, I'm sure. It's like an X and a thirteen or so it's just so bad. Let's kinda I mean we're we've been focusing on the whole organization thirteen, which is convoluted in and of itself and the concept of how they exist, why they exist, what and and what have you but you know we kind of mentioned this a couple times earlier in the podcast was that they made a conscious effort to not have any other final fantasy characters in this and have it be just sora and i don't know if that was a move to just finally just showcase sora and have him not rely on these final fantasy characters but you gotta like Clearly, they still exist in these worlds because, well, to- aside from the Colosseum, the Colosseum, I feel like the like every level we got was a new level, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so we've been waiting for this game for thirteen years, but this game has no nowhere uh, been in development nowhere near thirteen years because we have stuff like Big Hero Six and Frozen, which is at the most like. Five years old? Yeah. Uh, Frozen was 13, 2013. Okay. okay, so let's let's round down and say five years old. Because this game had, had probably was probably up in development up until about September or October of last year. Mm-hmm. So for essentially five years is when this game has been on the minds of Square. But it's just really, and we've had a new Final Fantasy game since then. We had Final Fantasy uh, 15, which we all thought was what we were getting whenever we saw the uh, the characters in the Toy Story level. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I I haven't read any articles about it, and I haven't read any like Q and A of the developers as to why. There haven't been any Final Fantasy characters in it, but it just seemed like a really weird move to have the the other two main installments of this series have that many Final Fantasy characters, and then this one, nothing. And then, now that I'm talking about it and saying it out loud, those two games, those two previous games, had the Final Fantasy characters that we all played growing up. It had Cloud, it had Squall, and Yuffie, and Titus and Oren and you know from basically everybody from like seven, eight, and ten for the most mm-hmm. part. I don't think yeah. there were any characters from nine, if I'm 
remembering correctly. No. Uh, there might have been the a little mage dude. Yeah, the, the, yeah. The sorting hat, he might have been in one. But yeah. yeah, other than Nine, I don't think, other than that, I don't think there's anybody. I take, I take it back, I do, I, his name was Vivi. Vivi, I, I feel, yeah. Yeah, Vivi. I feel like I do remember Vivi now that you say that. So we've obviously had Final Fantasy 13 and then like two Final Fantasy sequels. And then we had 14, which was the MMO, which I didn't bother playing because I don't have time to play MMOs. Um, <laughs> and and then we had 15. So I'm really curious as to why at least Lightning or um, Noctis didn't Noctis, get... dude. Seriously, Noctis. So good. Should, like primed for this game. Right. Um, and then, like, even, like, I know with uh, Kingdom Hearts 2, there was that whole thing where they were, like, when you do, uh, what's that that world that you do, like, the clock tower in Kingdom Hearts 2? Uh, Wasn't that, like, Hollow Bastion or something? Hollow like Bastion, yeah. And, like, you go through and, you're, like, you're closing up all the stuff that, like, locks everything off. But you still have, like, you have, like, Sid, you have Leon, you have uh, Cloud that's there, you have Yuffie, you even have Aerith that's there. And there's so much they could have done with that, and they just didn't do any of it. It's weird. Yeah. It's just it kind weird. Of, it kind of felt like they used Disney and Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy to start this game, and then once they, like, took off with their own story, they're like, bye, Felicia, and then went off on, yeah. on their own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it makes me really sad. And I think, honestly, that's my biggest gripe with this game, is there is no Final Fantasy characters. Um, and, like, uh, I'm a huge fan of these games. Just a couple of days ago, I learned there was, like, a secret boss fight that you could unlock with Sephiroth in Kingdom Hearts 2 that I didn't know about, that someone was telling me about. Uh, and I was like, what? I, I didn't know that. And I would love to do that, because the only other time you get to fight Sephiroth is in... Uh, the first Kingdom Hearts in the um, the Colosseum. Colosseum, yeah, and he just wrecks you because he's amazing. And Sephiroth mm-hmm. is is a gorgeous, gorgeous man, and he just <laughs> will destroy you. <laughs> but apparently, there's like a there's a whole secret battle that you can do in Kingdom Hearts two where you can go back after you do the uh, Hollow Bastion stuff when you're like closing all the portals towards the end of the game. You can go back uh, and refight all those stuff and Sephiroth pops up and he's like super hard to fight. It's like a secret boss type thing. And I, I just, I, I just wish this game, the third one had more of that kind of stuff where you could go back and there was so much depth to it. It just, it's so one note. It's so one note and it makes me so sad. Yeah. They just used the popularity of final fantasy and, and Disney. <laughs> That's it. They used us. They used us. And they used us. Because we were so excited for it. We had been waiting for so long. And they just... They put it out and it was awful. And... Don't get me wrong. The gameplay is great. Like, playing the game is fun. But... The the game itself is bad. <laughs> the gameplay is great. The game is bad. Which sounds stupid. Now that I say it, but... I mean, you you're not wrong, though. Like, I still had fun... I mean, the game engine itself, objectively, is a good game engine. Uh, I never got confused with anything I needed to do, or, like, the shortcuts were easy, we, like, the L and the R buttons. Like, everything was great. But, man, was this just a giant turd of a game. 
<laughs> it's, yeah. Right. Turd, turd being the, uh, the understatement of the year. Jesus. Yeah. So, and, uh, you know, I'll give it the benefit of the doubt. Maybe I did raise my expectations, but, God, 13 years, guys, 13 years. And then it's bad. Like, bad. this is. This is the kingdom of the crystal skull of the kingdom hearts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. You said it, not me. You said it, not me. But totally true. But oh, he, he's that, not that's, wrong. That's, that's, yeah, that, that's, uh, that's spot on. Spot on. It's the phantom menace of the whole entire series. No, I will fight that because I would rather watch phantom menace. That's true. Really? <laughs> Really? I would much rather watch Phantom Menace than play Kingdom Hearts 3 again. So if you took out you took out the pod racing scene and the awesome lightsaber battle at the end, you would still say Phantom Menace is better than Kingdom Hearts 3? Yes. Wow. I also also a little bit of context. I'm I am a prequel apologist. <laughs> so I I can go onto a whole diatribe as to why I enjoy the prequels but also realize that they're not great movies. So, but that is a whole yeah. other podcast, and we're not yeah, going to say we're, right we're about to derail your podcast here, Cassie. But I will say the prequels. Yes, uh, episode one is garbage, and <laughs> I will I will link people to like the first, like the twenty six minutes of the pod the the pod racing scene, the uh, lightsaber duel at the end, and the rest of the movie is garbage. Just go right to the second one. You don't need to watch the first one. Actually, it's, I, it's I think the second one's worse than the first one. <laughs> That, that, that's, that's fair, but uh, you can't you can't deny that the first movie has nothing to do with the story. <laughs> Second one rehashes all of it and redoes everything. That's why the Machete Order is God. I'm doing my best to not go on a Star Wars tangent <laughs> so bad. Like, a little bit of context for the listeners. Yeah, let's... This is the weekend when Star Wars Celebration came out, so we're all <laughs> on a little Star Wars high right now. Well, I also feel like I should maybe apologize because I was so hardcore like defending this game the first episode. I was all about, like, just give it a chance. Just give it a chance. And... Uh, I'm the only one that hasn't finished it. <laughs> well, I also, finish it oh my god! I, no, I finished it. I I paid my sixty dollars. I but picked it up at midnight. This was <laughs> this was happening. I have I, to mention because I remember this. You played it on easy. I did because that's the kind of gamer I am. <laughs> yeah, you said you said. Uh, I remember you said you like you just like to to yeah. go through the story without having. To yeah. do too much. Nah. Yeah, I don't. I don't care about achievements. Yeah, I don't care fine. about trophies. It's not. I just like to enjoy the story that the game has to tell me, and then I'll play a little bit of a challenge and do some puzzles yeah. and have some fun with it. Like, and I, so, but I also seem to remember that at the end, when we were almost halfway-ish through the game, we were all like, "Well, what would you give this game?" And I think a lot of us were like. Seven out of ten, or something like that. Yeah, I said three out of five, and then everyone went on a scale of ten, and I was like, "Oh, oh I didn't know right. we were doing ten. I didn't know we were doing ten, so I I gave it a seven out of ten. I wanted um, to revise mine to give it like a weird rating, like a five out of seven. <laughs> uh, I will say, uh, at uh, just to set the precedent, um, 
I would give it a three out of ten right now. Maybe a four out of ten, just because of the gameplay. But the the story and everything is just it's so confusing. It's so garbage. Four out of ten would be tops, and that's mostly saved by the gameplay itself. So I'm gonna give it a two out of ten. Oh, and that's only because I really like the Disney characters. Yeah. <laughs> So, hmm. so I don't know if you remember, but I was the harshest critic in the last episode. I was worried about it, so I think I gave it a lower score, like 5 out of 10 or something like that. Yeah, I think yeah. you did. <laughs> you were the lowest. You were definitely the lowest. And I'm going to go with 2 out of 10 too and just like for the for the listener that's listening to this it's just it's not a bad looking game like the pirates of the caribbean level is just gorgeous it looks real the best part of the whole game right there i'm just sorry to interrupt but yeah pirates of the caribbean the best world the best level it looks gorgeous the gameplay feels great yeah 100 percent. pirates is the best the the fighting system is off it awesome it's just like you get lost in the story you have no idea what's going on and then towards the end when it it's supposed to matter the game takes the gameplay away from you and you're just supposed to sit and watch this disaster happen in front of you and then to end it by saying it was just a chess game and none of it's real and there were all pawns in a game it's just like a big slap in the face let me take 20 years of your life and just throw it down the drain. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's just do that. Uh yeah. That's uh, garbage. I don't I don't know that I'll ever finish this game. I don't think I'll ever beat it. It's <laughs> At least watch just... the ending just to mm, I don't know that I will. I... I know, I know. I'd rather just hold on to my childhood memories memories of this game and and be happy rather than just have so much angst <laughs> against it. I don't know. What do I do, guys? What do I do? I mean, it's up to you. <laughs> I started playing Octopath Traveler shortly after, just so I could be like, well, I heard that this one was a really good RPG. Maybe I could just wash <laughs> the taste of Kingdom Hearts 3 off of my palate. Uh, side note, I think this game should have been called Kingdom Sharts because that's exactly what <laughs> happened when I played this game. Oh, my nuggets. Sharts fired. Sharts fired. I love you, man. You're my. Oh, my goodness. Agreed. All right. You can cut that whole part out. I don't know if that. No, I'm keeping. That, no, I don't know if that makes it by your your E for every run rating on your podcast. I want to like take my headsets. I want to take my headset off and like do a lap around my room and just like. <laughs> I got hyped up, man. That was so good. That was so good. Goram, you're my hero. You're my uh, Goram. Oh my god. god, I I need to recommend a a video for you guys explaining this <laughs> game. It was so funny because I was just thinking it the whole time. Wait, I, I don't I don't mean to interrupt. Actually, I do mean to interrupt. But Go hold ahead. on. <laughs> <I'm> like... <laughs> 
the fact that we had to watch videos explaining what we played <laughs> speaks volumes to how awful this game is. So bad. Okay, like, so the, the video is called A Good Enough Summary of Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> oh, the video doesn't even know. Doesn't even know. <laughs> I'm going to throw up. I'm gonna... <laughs> A good it's by Barry Kramer, K-R-A-M-E-R. Watch that and you will understand how we feel. <laughs> <laughs> The video isn't even sure. <laughs> Think right. I'm gonna end this? Okay, that's probably that's probably a good idea. Yeah. That's probably. A... May we never speak of Kingdom Hearts again. Until Kingdom Hearts the three point nine four HD remix times a thousand in fifteen years. Yeah. In, yeah. I mean, two thousand thirty nine. Now yeah. I'm just getting angry. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't like me when I'm angry. <laughs> so that's Jesus. been it for Disflixes. This... Uh, all right. Kingdom Hearts three. It sucks. Yes, we do not recommend. No. One out of ten stars. <laughs> <laughs> ten out of ten. Do not recommend. Wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs> this is a confusing rating system. One out of seven. One out of ten, it gets negative five stars. <laughs> that's that's more convoluted than my boat. Oh, now it has less than zero stars. Like it owes somebody stars just to be bad. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I don't. None like of that. it makes sense, and that's what this game is. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to this <laughs> Kingdom <of> Trash Talk. <laughs> uh, thank you to Anthony for coming on. Thank you for joining for coming on. I'm going to end it before we start crying. <laughs> I got it. I got it. Too late. <laughs> you guys didn't start? <laughs> I will definitely leave a link to everything that they are a part of down below. I don't have time to say all of the things before because I am literally crying. And I will see you next week. <laughs> if you have a question, correction, or comment, or if you want to be a guest on Once I Watched a Disney, my nostalgia disney series you can contact me through twitter at disflix tidbit or email me at disflix and tidbits at gmail.com i also have an instagram under disflix tidbits disflix and tidbits comes out weekly every wednesday morning with a few bonus episodes of a movie review in between you can find this podcast on itunes podbean stitcher overcast spotify and tune in if you would like to support this podcast, please consider leaving me a review on iTunes. Any review will do, just so I know that you are listening and it can get to more listeners just like you. You can also help by retweeting the most recent episode on Twitter or DMing me feedback at Disflex Tidbit or possibly buying one of my Disney snack t-shirts on TeePublic under Disflex and Tidbits. Also, a shout out to the two people that bought a couple of my shirts. Thank you so much. If you are listening and you bought 
One, I would appreciate it if you took a selfie with your t-shirt to see how much you like it and just to show your, your fandom <laughs> because I would just like to see it look good on you. All proceeds of these shirts go right back into the podcast just to keep it going, so thank you for keeping it going. If you have any suggestions for future episodes, don't hesitate to contact me at disflixandtidbits at gmail.com. And finally, if you want to continue or start a conversation about movies, I have a Facebook group called Disflix and Talk. And with that, don't forget, it all started with a mouse. And thank you so much for sharing your story.